All right. Let's get into it. Enough is enough. Quiet down. Please, let's quiet down. Class is in session. Overnight success. Mark Forster, a.k.a. Professor Doughboy. Now listen. Okay, well, let, let me just say something real quick. And then I'll let everybody get into this. Um, look, Professor Doughboy, you know, clearly I just wanted to kind of play off of the whole overnight success university thing, so I'm starting to call myself a professor. But, fun fact, it is around Christmas time too, by the way. So this is going to be great. If I were to ever go off of my diet and indulge in some treats, I'll tell you what, I'm a big, big proponent for some donuts, so, hey man, I'm just saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, it is what it is, it is Christmas, y'all running out of gift ideas, hook a brother up, anyways, so, for real, Over the past, you know, few things, I I don't know how much you guys really do know about the background here, so I want to make sure I can get into that, because really, I've came from selling and sales and all that goes into a sale. Um, So first and foremost, I want to start off by saying that in this classroom setting and in this time that we'll have together, I want you to know right away, sales is king, period. I mean, sales is king. It will always be king now and forever. And that is a fact in life that's just never going to change. And I'm talking about from selling out your product or service to, you know, selling the girl or the guy to go on a first date with you. Hell, to even eventually, you know, end up in marriage with you. All the way down to the smallest daily acts of you know, the person letting you go ahead of them in traffic, okay? No matter how you look at it, there are millions of transactions like these every day on planet Earth. So just get used to it. We're all salespeople. And I have an inherent belief that there is nothing short of 100% truth to that statement. Each and every one of us are salespeople. So digest that a little bit because I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't want that type of affiliation. And the reason why you don't want that type of affiliation is simply, I mean, have you guys ever looked it up? Before I got on here, I decided, let me look it up. And, you know, 
I think I drop a definition every time we, we talk here. So why not continue that, right? So a sale defined by Merriam-Webster's Dictionary is the transfer of ownership of a title and or property from one person to another. I looked a little further. I went a little a little bit further. Um, I actually looked up not only sale. I went in, I went ahead looked into the definition of sell. First thing that jumps off the page. <laughs> First thing that jumps off the, the page is to deliver or give up in violation of duty, trust, or loyalty, and especially for personal gain. Betray often used without. Now, many of you hearing that definition are most likely shaking your head up and down in agreement with these words. Either because uh, through like, you know, fostering of beliefs due to your upbringing, um, from other mentors, maybe even work-related managers you've had, or from some negative experience that you had in your personal life with a salesman in the past. And for that sole reason, I can guarantee you that your closing ratio is most likely nowhere near where it should and where it could be. Now, what if you simply just looked a little bit deeper into a definition. For example, I actually, I went ahead, I I scrolled down five definitions in the Webster Dictionary here. And when you go to the fifth one, you find sell, to persuade or influence to a course of action or to the acceptance of something. Now, let me ask you, you know what? Hold on, hold on. To persuade or influence to a course of action or to the acceptance of something. Okay. How would you feel about this field now? Because it's my hope that your mind would have a complete shift and a, a real, a real, real acceptance about just how critical selling is and how we are all able to bring our personalities and our ethics into this area. Now, if you're anything like me, when I first got into sales, I immediately reached out for knowledge in that area. Um, You know, I I wanted to try to absorb something because, I mean, I didn't know anything. So first, uh, I remember, I thought that if I just engaged in, um, what was it? it? Yeah, if I just engaged in Zig Ziglar, that's who I started with. And, and, and a little bit of John Maxwell. I figured, yo, if I, if I just engage in Zig and in John Maxwell in their audio and their recordings, 
I would be setting myself up for success. And a month went by and I realized the only thing that changed was the size of my chest while I was listening. Simply case in point, the only thing that grew was a puffed out chest full of air, only to get deflated the second I shut the damn thing off. Because I went back into the real world, tried to sell some personal training, realized I had no clue what I was doing, right? I mean, think about it. What did it look like when you guys first started selling? No clue, just nothing. No techniques, no urgency, no want, no hunger. I mean, just totally lost. If I ever did get a deal, it was almost like it was like the lottery system, just some dumb luck. And I look back and I absolutely think of myself as a waiter or a waitress at the time. I mean, dude, I was a pro. I was a professional at being an order taker. And this went on and on and on until one day I remember, um, geez, what's his name? Ryan, uh, a kid named Ryan, I'll get the last name, a kid named Ryan came into the gym one day, and, uh, you know, we had connected, uh, shot the shit for a few, and just out of the blue, recommends a book, um, and I think he just kind of knew, you know, he knew that I was kind of goal-oriented, I was really trying to further myself, Uh, So he comes at me, he goes, hey man, you should check out this new book. I've been hearing a lot about this new book. It's called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. It'll be great for you, you know, it'll it'll be great for you, great for the future, you know, your goals, all this stuff. So, you know, he went on and on. Um, And being where I was at, you know, I don't even think I hesitated. He walked away, he left the gym. Immediately, I went to Amazon, bought it on recording. Um, like the CD recording or whatever and apologize to date myself but yeah uh, you know that was 2014 I think so I was still doing CDs back then Um, but that was the start that was the start of who I am right now that was the start of Mark Forster right that was the start of you know whatever Professor Doughboy Grant Cardone And I transformed um, quite a bit. So by the time I finished 2014, I got recruited to leave the gym and to work at a merchant service company in 2015. Uh, Same ownership. So the the gym I I worked at, um, same owner ran the merchant service company. Dude, I mean... Never went door to door before. Never picked up the phone. Never been in a deal. Never presented a proposal. Never did a demo. (laughs) I'm thinking to myself like, shit. This is different. So, I mean, to save you all the details, because clearly time is valuable here, 
in the first year while I was at the company, a few things happened. I found that due to being a road warrior, constantly on the road, outside sales, knocking on doors, building out a territory, moving on, right? Being that day-to-day road warrior, I found that I could continue to listen to Grant. Uh, So I just, you know, I bought in. Um, I bought into Sell or Be Sold, If You're Not First, You're Last, a couple of his webinars, uh, specifically some of them that were like the selling and the scripts, you know, foundations of scripts and, and role play. By the end of that year, I was the rookie of the year for the company in sales. I was at the company for a total of five years. And again, to take all the fluff and, and all the bullshit out of this, I went from account executive day one to the VP of sales by my final year. And through that entire time, I purchased more content. I listened to Grant. I bought more courses. I invested in Cardone University, which is his training program, his training platform. And I invested in GrowthCon, um, his event that he puts on. If you go on a GrowthCon 4, I'll see you out in Vegas. Anyways, so look, I know. A lot of you guys right now probably have no clue where the direction of this thing is going, have no idea why any of this fucking matters. Case in point, I'm getting there, but the whole purpose for where we're at right now is to really just do a background check for you. So you understand who you're listening to because I've never talked about it yet. What are the qualifications of of the guy that's on the other end right now? So again, I went from account executive to day one, at day one. By the time I ended my fifth year, not only was I signing 20 merchants account, uh, 20 merchant accounts monthly as a sole contributor, but on top of that, I was running the sales team and accounting for their deals while also traveling two to three nights a week to the various offices that we had throughout New England. Right now I'm in Mass, I'm in Boston. I'd have to travel up to Bangor, Maine, you know, five, six hours back and forth. Um, So long story short, in my heart, Grant has been a huge influence on me. And much like all of you out there that are growing, right, that are learning, I'm sure you've latched on to someone as well in order to study, right, to have a mentor, to help you grow, be a student of sales. And really, I I talk about all of that because... In my heart of hearts, I want everyone to understand that that fundamentals are crucial when it comes to selling. Fundamentals are absolutely, I mean, they need to be in place. I will never deny that you must learn the sales process. 
you must understand how to greet a customer. You have to know how to prospect, how to fact find, how to demo, how to negotiate, how to close, how to follow up. There's so many different things that go on. You have to know the process. Without those steps, things things are never going to go right without those steps. It's I mean I mean it's just like missing a pinch of salt while you're baking. Without the proper ingredients, that cake man, I don't care if you're Martha Stewart. Dude, that cake will not come out as planned. However, it's my view that that alone it's not going to take you to an extraordinary level. I just, I mean, I don't care. I don't care how much product knowledge you have, how long you've been in the industry, how well you're presenting your solutions, the features, the benefits. To me, none of that matters. And all right, I mean, yes. Okay, that, that's a bold-faced lie. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. To some degree, to some degree, they all do fit into the sale. What I'm trying to get at is a majority of salespeople are missing deals. And they're missing deals simply because no one is talking about it as higher level consciousness of selling. Now, before everybody shuts me off and totally thinks that I'm turning into this woo-woo yogi or something, just hear me out, okay? I simply ask that you take a moment right now or before you go to bed, whatever, and just ask yourself one question. What are your sales conversations like? And just sit on that for as long as you need. What are your sales conversations like? While taking that in, I also want your focus to become aware of whether you're calm under pressure. Are you an autopilot or are you pure consciousness? You see, for me, many years of my selling was 100% automatistic no doubt I mean I was wrote I was studied I was practiced rehearsed and then it's game day right you perform in my honest opinion shit yeah it got results yet I feel as though this is also a reason why so many salespeople end up a little sour (laughs) And why so many still feel this sense of like fake authenticity, like I'm doing something wrong type of thing. 
for example, on the most recent deal, okay, on your most recent deal, can you tell yourself that you were truly listening to your prospect? Again, I need you to sit on this. The most recent deal you just did or failed to do. Can you tell yourself that you were truly listening to that prospect? Were you listening? Or were you listening for a keyword or a phrase in searching for that to then figure out how you would take those keywords and those phrases and already have set your comebacks to, to combat to combat that. I mean, seriously. Admittedly, I'm guilty. I fell into that trap of being that robot. I fell into the trap of, you know, engaging in only surface level criteria, which inevitably... Uh, it's only going to lead to to you being this dump truck. That's it. Inevitably, you continue to do it that way. You will only become a dump truck where all you can do is product dump during your presentations and during your demos. You are just blabbering and vomiting just features to, to everything. I mean, there's no way that that has a satisfaction to it, that has a fulfillment to it, that allows you to align with purpose. And these are all things that, right, all the greats tell you align with your purpose when you're selling and all that stuff. If you're surface level only, there's no way you'll be able to do that. Absolutely nothing. So as salespeople, it's like, why do we always fall into this quote-unquote autopilot um, phase? Well, yeah, I mean, look, let's put it differently, okay? Forget salespeople. How about just as humans, right? Like... How about just as human beings? Why do we fall into autopilot? For one, it's pretty damn comfortable to be in autopilot, man. I'm going to have to, you know, I'm pretty, I can, I can be fat. I can be lazy. I can be sitting by the fire all cozied up, man. I'm pretty comfortable. You know what I mean? When I'm in autopilot, man, it's good. Things are good. So it's comfortable. It's something we know. It's familiar. I can be good with comfort. As a salesperson, it's because of a constant perception of this offensive and and defensive standpoint during the negotiations. That's really what it comes down to. It's coming down to you are 100% on autopilot mode because all you can think about is it's my turn to play offense. It's my turn to play defense. And when's the next shift? Shift in the negotiation. We just simply can't help it. We can't help but think that, 
a problem's going to come up. It's the only thing you think about. (laughs) Yet, in life, I mean, we're so accustomed to problems that we become addicted to them. Constant, constant addiction. Just like, all I want to do is search for a new problem in order for me to maintain my addiction of this fight or flight response. This chemical reaction that's going to happen in my body due to this fight or flight, like I need to figure it out type of deal. And that's exactly why it shows up in your sales. It's due to the teachings of all of your mentors, all of your managers, everybody solving a problem in order to get a sale. We fall into autopilot. We seek the problem in order to get a chemical response inside of us. That way, after that chemical response happens, we can then attempt to defend ourselves by way of making the transaction, by way of solving that problem, right? Sounds good, I guess. I guess. This is just where I want everybody just take a huge pause right now, okay? A huge pause. From this point on, I request one single thing from you. And all that I ask is that you entertain me here and you keep listening and you keep going on with an open mind. And if you're unable to do this, be honest with yourself. If you're unable to do this, stop right now. Matter of fact, if you're unable to, matter of fact, yeah, you don't need to stop right now. I'm going to stop. So this is what I'm going to do. If you're unable to do this, do not show up to the next session. Okay, don't do it. Either put this down and turn this off, save yourself the time, and do not listen to the next session coming out at a later date. Don't even, you know, don't even tease yourself. Autopilot, hey. If it's fine for you and your life is good as is, perfect. I am not in any need to change that. I am not looking to change you. So if you're good with that, if you're good with the autopilot, if you're good with how things are, I am not looking to change you. I don't care. Don't listen to the next session. For those that like to explore okay for those who have maybe been hearing a little bit of you know consciousness maybe it's it's starting to become a pattern you're you're hearing it more and more people are talking about it more and more 
or for those simply who you guys just embrace a growth mindset, then I'll welcome all of you to higher level consciousness selling. And we're going to dive deep into that at a later date. I have a few things that we're working on right now in the university. And this idea of higher level consciousness selling will be something that I think more and more people will gravitate to, especially in the sales space. You want to talk about passion. You want to talk about loving what you do. You want to talk about feeling good about selling. You want to talk about authenticity. You want to talk about being who you are in all areas of life in the deal. I give you higher level consciousness selling, 100%. You don't need to mimic anybody. You don't need to be anybody. Be you. So, all that I ask for your homework until this next time that we meet, for those that decide to do the homework, is, first of all, Just be honest with yourself. If you think what I'm about to get into is, again, some woo-woo, fairy dust, some bullshit, dude, I don't need you. Don't even go on to this next episode. But for those that are interested, for those that want to hear a little bit more of my thoughts of what is successful for me and how I go about working the deal and why I was able to not only move at such a a fast pace to that vice president role and outsell the rest of the sales team while doing it. Look, if you want to know how all of that was accomplished then come prepared next time by going back and by looking at your last deal, looking at your last prospect and truly, truly pinpointing what that conversation looked like. Not only what that conversation looked like, But can you actually write down where some of the breakdown went? Can you become aware of when you're in this autopilot mode? Go back just like you were studying something. Go back and have some of that prepared. So when I speak further on the corrections and I speak further on how we're going to implement this into your sales process. You're able to take those examples, move forward and figure it out right away. Easy, right? 
So you guys are free to go. And don't worry if we have half the classroom next time. I'm not going to be all hurt, bent out of shape over it. It ain't a topic for some of you guys, and I'm good with that. But I look forward to those that come back and that listen to this next topic because this is a topic that is going to 100% transform the way you guys take your selling into 2020. And, man, you're going to make some money by doing it this way. Professor Doughboy, I'm out of here. Take care. I appreciate you coming on. Class dismissed.